Um, you're cool. Thanks. Don't, yeah. Um, good morning. Um, oh, sorry, I won't stand like this like the whole morning. Hello out there. Um, Come on, this. <laughs> that was um, that was quite a like weighty time of worship, right? Was anyone else feeling that? That was just the Holy Spirit, just. Whoosh, and just weighty, and um, I, I'm really feeling that at the moment, so I'm feeling a little bit shaky, and, um, and as is what usually happens when I feel the Holy Spirit, I often cry. So if I get a little bit weepy, like, don't go all weird on me, and, uh, and don't, like, don't, <laughs> just go with it. Um, it's all good. Um, just before I kind of go into what I wanted to talk about this morning, um, just a couple of little housekeeping bits. Um, so a week tomorrow, uh, on Monday the 21st in the evening, 7.30, 7.30, we have got a vision night here. That is an open invitation to all of you, everyone within the Asher Vineyard family, to please come. We are going to have some time of worship And then Chris and Nick are going to just share where God is taking us into the future as we kind of go forth. Yes. yes. Amen. Um, So please put that in your diary. Get a babysitter if you need to be here. It's going to be a really great evening. Um, And then actually just before that, um, we have Worship in the Round next Saturday. Woo! Yes. Um, worship in the round next Saturday, eight o'clock till whenever the Holy Spirit says we're done. <laughs> um, but it's usually around half nine, ten. Um, so yeah, that is an opportunity for us. We are we're literally in the round, so we are all on the floor together. We are all worshiping for that full length of time and just seeing what God wants to do with us and just loving God and just enjoying Him and His presence. Um, so yes, two dates. Next Saturday 19th, Worship in the Round. M- week tomorrow, Monday the 21st, Vision Night here. Don't miss it. Okay, so last week I, I talked about forgiveness and restoration within the context of us being family together. And we spent a little bit of time looking at the difference between an orphan or a victim mindset to that of a son or a daughter mindset. And if you weren't here or um, you haven't caught up, then do go back and have a catch up um, because it will just provide a little bit of context for what we're talking about this morning. Um, And I had a... It was... We were short, it was short on time because the Holy Spirit was doing stuff and that's great. <laughs> like that's what we want God to do, right? We want God to move and, and anything else can just fall into place with what God's doing. Um, but there was a real scent feeling for me of like, oh, I still feel like I haven't like fully poured out what I was carrying. And so this is a bit of a part two um, for you today. Um, but but the slight, with a slight tangent... Um, it is still about it is still about our identity it is still about restoration but it's about this restoration through encounter and a little while ago i shared something that god had um spoken to me about um like an invitation to us 
as a family. It was uh, several months ago, and um, this, is what, this is what he said. He said, light the lamps, activate the bright ones, and illuminate the city. And it's the activation part that I feel most um, like impressed. I, I've got that impressed upon me um, as God's invitation to us to be active in our identity as sons and daughters. And he's inviting us to be open and willing to his Holy Spirit moving on us and within us to see that happen. And we see the evidence of that this morning, even just in worship. The Holy Spirit is here with a, th- a thick weightiness. And, he is, and, he, and already so much of what has been said this morning is about re- restoring us back to here is who God says you are. It is, oh, I forgot my Bible. <laughs> Josh, it's in my bag. And could I have my water as well? So disorganized. Sorry, everyone. Um, but it is, thanks. Um, it is, thank you, a process. <laughs> Which one first? It's a process of becoming. Restoration is a process of becoming. So if you've got a Bible um, or a, uh, a device, you can turn with me. Uh, we're just going to look very briefly as a bit of a kind of reference point uh, at Matthew. It's the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. And I'm just going to take a quick swig um, while you flick the pages, type it in in the search bar. So, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Oh, actually, oh, thanks, Evan. And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The, the main thing that has really stood out to me from this is Peter knew who Jesus was. He said to Jesus, I know who you are. This is who you are. Jesus is like, yes, now let me tell you who you are. Now let me tell you who you are. And that is the, that is the restoration of Jesus representing the Father. That is the restoration of the Father. We, say, we come to God and we say, God, you are our God. And he says, yes, I am. Now let me tell you who you are. Now let me tell you who I, how I see you. Jesus' commitment to us, because he, has, he is committed to us, and he is committed to, together with the Holy Spirit, 
empowering us to become more and more like him. And um, we've, we've heard a number of stories so far from uh, when uh, Putty Putman came to, um, to spend some time with us nearly two Mondays ago. And I just wanted to share a little bit of my experience as well, um, because um, I've really been kind of contemplating what encountering the Holy Spirit looks like and what the purpose of encountering the Holy Spirit is for, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I was sat <clears throat> over there and um, just loving what Putty was doing with the... Uh, there were five people. He invited five people up to the front, for those of you who weren't here, and just invited the Holy Spirit. And each of them, God met with each of them in very different ways. They, it looked very different. For some, it looked really dramatic. For others, it looked... Almost like, almost like there was nothing happening. But if you looked at them very closely, you were like, oh, you look just really peaceful. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I, love, I love seeing God move. It's one of my favorite things. I could just, oh, I just love it. So I was literally like, literally on the edge of my seat. And, um, and my knee was kind of bouncing away. Because um, I was like, this is so good. Um, and then Putty pointed to me and he said, right, stand up, <laughs> sort of like a, you're next, like Holy Spirit's on you. Um, and people kind of gathered around and started to pray. And um, the way that I could describe what it felt like was a combination of um, electricity running through my body. I could, you know how, you know those comedy shows where someone touches an electric fence and it's like, and actually our kids did that this morning, just faking it on the way in. Um, And uh, you know that, that thing, and it was like that, but literally like head to toe. And um, uh, uh, Jim Dennison calls it, um, what does he call it? Jerking and twerking. (laughs) And, uh, And that was what was happening for me. And, uh, and at the same time, I had this like feeling inside, it was really hard to describe, and actually someone came afterwards and helped to put some words to what God was doing. It felt like, it felt like I was being hollowed out, like cleaned out, almost, and then filled again. And, um, and... I had Shane come to after, uh, afterwards to say to me, I had, I had a picture of, of, of you as a battery and God was recharging you and filling you. I was like, oh, that's, that. that's what that was then. Um, but I, I, it really struck me that, and I've had this a lot, where I can experience the Holy Spirit and I've got no idea what, he, what he's actually doing other than I'm feeling him. Does that make sense? Um, and I ended, up, I ended up hitting the floor. I think you guys just about caught me. Yeah, <laughs> you caught me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, good catch. Um, and uh, just lay on the floor for a while. And it was a feeling of, on the floor of like, I feel like I am a complete dead weight on this floor. Like I cannot move. And the thought going through my head of, Jesus, this is wonderful. Also coupled with, I'm probably going to have to move at some point. And 
Eventually, I got back up again, and then someone came over and invited me to stand, to stand up again because he wanted to pray for me. And as he prayed for me, I went down again. Um, because what the Lord was starting to show was starting to show me through what that man was saying was that I had start, I was I'd been believing a whole load of things, lies about myself, lies about who God's called me to be, and 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 he was and he with just with the Holy Spirit just partnered with the Holy Spirit just to dismantle them. And just to break them, which was wonderful and really powerful. And actually, since then, I've had, I've had, I've like, I've, I've not wrestled with any. I was, I'd been really wrestling with that up until that point with specific doubts, and just a real, almost like ah wrestle. And after that, it just completely gone, completely gone. God's just so good. But one of the things that struck me from my experience and then listening to Cecile describe her experience last week is that yes the Holy Spirit wants to work in us and he wants to dismantle lies and he wants to break us free from fear and he wants to lead us into freedom and our experience and our encounter of God is is also just so that we enjoy him because, you know, we sing that song, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember the lyrics, and they've just gone out of my head, but like, um, I'm not coming to you for what, it's that nothing else song, I'm not coming to you for, for, what, for, for what you can do for me. What? I'm not here for blessing. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And yet, Jesus is like, I know I don't owe you anything, but here, I just want you to encounter me. I just want you to experience me. I just want you to enjoy me. And if I need to get you on the floor so that you can't move, so that you enjoy me, so that you've literally got nowhere else to go but here, then that's what he will do. The Holy Spirit wants to overwhelm us. And I think, and I've definitely been guilty of thinking this in the past, and and certainly kind of shifting my thinking now even, the purpose of encountering the Holy Spirit is not because he wants to give you an employment improvement list. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of encountering the Holy Spirit is not because he wants to give you an employment improvement list. He is not encountering you to appraise your performance. But so that he can reveal to you the abundance of God's kindness and his affection. As the Father says over you, I have so longed for you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Get off your knees. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not, he wants to encounter you, not because he's looking to freak you out, but because he wants to introduce you to love. The Holy Spirit wants to encounter you in, and meet you in the deepest, darkest places of trauma and draw you into freedom and hope. The Holy Spirit wants to overcome you with the love of the Father so that you move from living a life that is bound up 
by worrying if you're doing the right things or the wrong things into the joy of just knowing that the Father delights in you. Song of Songs 2 says the Father writes songs about you. He writes songs about you. He's absolutely besotted. And the Holy Spirit wants to dismantle lies, fear and shame within us and give us power to walk in the truth of who God says we are. Restoring us to make a person what they ought to be. This is, what, this is what God wants for us. This is the invitation of the Father to us. Let me restore you. Let me bring you back to who you ought to be. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory, that's the complete whole essence of everything of who God is, his, his whole character, his beauty, everything. When we reflect who God is, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. It's that process, that process of becoming, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The purpose of encountering the Holy Spirit is to continue the work of restoring each one of us into sonship, into daughtership, and, then, and empowering us to walk in it. And Putty was, um, he was so helpful a couple of weeks ago uh, in explaining that it's the, the spoken word of God together with the hovering of the Holy Spirit that creates power for activation. And that's what we need, that, because the Lord, is, he is, he is, he's speaking over us constantly, singing over us. He's written the song over each one of us. This is who I say you are. But we need the Holy Spirit to activate that inside of us so that we, we keep moving forward in that process of becoming. That as we stand under the gaze of Jesus and are overcome by him, we become like him. It is, um, it is like a favorite song in this, in this place. Um, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Beholding is becoming. Now, when we say, when I say overcome by the presence of God, overcome by the Holy Spirit, what does that look like? I think it looks, <laughs> as we saw, like from just from my story, from Cecile's story, from a number of other people who have shared their stories. Being overcome by the Holy Spirit and encountering the Holy Spirit can really look very different from one moment to the next. I, I love something Bill Johnson says. He says, we give all of ourselves to obtain all of him and there's never been a better deal. 
We give all of ourselves to obtain all of him, and there has never been a better deal. And the question is, do we want it? Do we want it? <laughs> I, 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 I find myself so easily saying, Lord, I want more of you. And we sing it in that, that song, Touch of Heaven. Lord, I know my heart wants more of you. My heart wants something new. So I surrender all. But I know, <laughs> and maybe I'm the only one here, but I know that I am still keeping little parts of myself tucked back, tucked away from the restoring work of God. I know that. I can, I can see that. I'm like, oh, God, I'm just really not sure that I want you to touch that bit. Yeah. I'm just really not sure I want you to get to that bit. I was, re- I was um, spending some time with God this week. I was asking God, like, what, what is it that, ho- that holds me back from saying yes to you touching those bits? Why is it that I still see in my life that I'm not, gi- I'm not giving all of me for all of you in the ways that I could? And um, sometimes I find that when you ask God direct questions like that, he can be really quick in coming back to you. You're like, oh God, if you, you, know, if you spoke really quickly like that with other things I'm asking you. But uh, God answered me very quickly and he said to me, the reason why is because you want to prove your independence. You want to prove your independence instead of leaning fully into dependency on me. Yeah. And as I heard him say that, suddenly I was like, oh, that's the orphan mindset. Isn't it? I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody. I am going to perform my way to getting more of the Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, restore that part of me that's an orphan. Perhaps you, can, um, perhaps you can ask God that question as well. The verse from a, a song uh, called Ever Be came to my mind immediately because God knows, and he's just so kind, he knows that my head would immediately start to spiral down. Oh, no. I'm terrible, you know, just slap myself around the face like, oh. And, and he brought this song to my mind, and it's in the second verse of this song, Ever Be. And it says this, you father the orphans. Our orphan mindsets, God's like, let me father you out of that. You father the orphans, your kindness brings us home. You shoulder our weakness Till your strength becomes our own. You're making me like you, clothing me in white, bringing beauty from ashes, for you will have your bride. Free of all her guilt and rid of all her shame and known by her true name. The Father 
is here and he's coaxing us and he's drawing us and he's saying, I want you to be known by your true name. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to help you with this. I want my days to be marked by fuller and fuller dependency on the Holy Spirit. And I think that we are coming, we are coming, there is always, there is, that's not to say that any point previously in history we've not needed the Holy Spirit, but we are coming into a, a time in our history where I believe that this is absolutely key. That we, we live our lives and we, we move in our lives, growing into fuller and greater dependency on the Holy Spirit. Where we, move, where we grow into beholding God and having him change us and restore us to become like him. How do we become more like Jesus? <laughs> I know that we, we talk a lot around here about um, enjoying God. But if the Father, if Father God is like the Father in that song, and Jesus is his perfect representation, then I can't think of anyone else whose company I'd rather be in. I don't know if you've... Um, I, I love seeing a couple, married couples who've been married for a long time um, because you can tell that they've been married for a long time because they start to talk like each other. Their mannerisms become, become quite similar to each other. There's still an individual uniqueness to, to each spouse, but they start to look like each other. Some go to the extreme of like dressing like each other. I don't know if that's cute or weird. I, can't, I haven't made my hand up on that. <laughs> um, we become more like Jesus the more time we spend enjoying him. It's just as simple as that. Enjoying his presence, soaking up his words, walking with him through the valleys, over the mountaintops, getting to know who he is, his character, what's he like, getting to know his love, getting to know his kind challenge, getting to know his sense of humor. That is... That is beholding. We let Jesus fill the whole of our view. The whole of our view. All of me, Jesus, for all of you. And we don't want to be satisfied with anything less. All of me, for all of you. We're going we're gonna to stand. Charlotte, do feel free to come and join me. Mm, sure. Just gonna sort myself out. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit's here. He's made that he's made that really clear. And he's not done. He doesn't sit around for worship and then just walk out. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. He's still here. So we're just going to let the Holy Spirit do whatever he wants to do. Because he's really good. Like, really good. And he's so trustworthy. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Pour out your power and your love. Would you come and encounter us that we would behold Jesus now? Come, Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.